Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is Tom Fitzmorris with the second course of The Food Show. Here we are sitting here in our studios with Mary Ann. Hi. And a lot of friends who have called in from all over the city today. Got a bunch going on. We'd love to hear from you about anything you've eaten lately that you thought was good or not so good. If you've been to a, a terrific restaurant in, in your past that you uh, have found a, a better version of, uh, you know, call Allie us with that. The, the, or anything. Oh, Allie is here? You no, know, she holds the record for the most disgusting one. Let's have no oh, more of those. You know what I, I found? Oh, wait a minute. It's gone. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought I had uh, some of those uh, little gizmos that I they have, serve. I have my own restaurant <clears throat> report. But you uh, do? looking for restaurant reports, looking for your Christmas plans, yeah. your party plans, your champagne plans for the holiday season. It'll be 2020 in no time. 2020? Nope, just two. Just 2020. 2020. 2020. Mm-hmm. The year 2020. Oh, oh, I see. Yes, that as hadn't we even say crossed goodbye my mind. to 2019, yeah. it will be 2020 before you know it. Mm-hmm. All right, well, so life. the Almanac today has the birthday of Baco, which opened and, in and 1991. When did it close? It was it was pre-Katrina, wasn't it? It was, no. Uh, it uh, the Baco wound up being uh, the first uh French Quarter restaurant, anyway, that managed to reopen. Ralph uh, Brennan and uh, his cousins, they, they put it all together. And uh, that was a big success, and they just kept on going with it. But uh, they they started, as other restaurants were coming back, there were some other uh, ideas about that. And, uh, you know, the it was an Italian restaurant, really. It was sort really, of a surprise when it closed, wasn't <clears throat> it? I was surprised at it. But then again, you know, the the Brennans don't just keep something going just because there it is. Uh, they they do have to do the arithmetic. It's and now Sobu. It's now Sobu. Anybody been oh, to so Sobu like lately? Um, it's, yeah, it's... Uh, Sobu's kind of a unique place. It, it, there are people who just love it. Uh-huh. Uh, and uh, I don't know where they are right now. I like it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I like well, it. that's good to know. Um, it's uh, it's very hip. It's um, it's definitely much more casual than the Baco that was in there than Baco when it was in there. Yeah, it was um, uh, a fun place, and they uh, were the only restaurant to really do this on any kind of re- recruited sort of way. Do what? They were bringing in white truffles, which are very yeah, close to right. being the most expensive food uh-huh. of being served in restaurants anywhere. So they were they, they had really a had some festival, going. didn't they, every year? A who? It's like a, a truffle, truffle festival, festival. But you can't get truffles all the time. They are really difficult to get your hands on. Yeah. Well, anyway, that was Baco. Uh, Baco has a distinction in my life. Yeah. 
Yes, which I will not say. Hmm. Um, but um, but I have sort of a syndrome now. <laughs> and I liked Baco. I did, but I had an experience a there syndrome. which has created sort of a syndrome for me. But hmm. uh, but anyway, um, I thought the food there was really good. And I thought it was a pretty restaurant. I thought it was a really pretty restaurant, actually. Yeah. And, um, and I was disappointed to see it go. Yeah, so were a lot of other people. But, but it was kind of an unlikely restaurant in some ways. I mean, uh, the Brennans, all Irish people, basically, and mm-hmm. French, too, I guess. Uh, but they, um, they kind of turned Italian it around and to, to turn it into an Italian well, restaurant. who doesn't want an Italian restaurant? Oh, I mean, everybody loves it. Is an Italian restaurant the most famous, not famous, but most popular of any kind of restaurant? Oh, I don't know that of any statistics that I could put my hands on right now, but I think that... Uh, if you ask the next 10 people that would call, isn't that a wonderful fantasy, the next 10 people that will call? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you ask, 10 people have to call now just so we can ask them if Italian restaurant is their favorite restaurant. Well, yeah, it's worth finding the answer it, to. It definitely is for me. Italian restaurant is my favorite kind of restaurant. Uh, today is not... Beignets. Oh, today's flavor on your almanac is beignets. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, that's funny. Anybody been to the new cafe beignet that used to be the old coffee pot? Coffee pot. Tom is still traumatized. Oh gosh, I really missed that. Of the old coffee pot, but I feel that it's a it's an improvement actually, and um, and I, I think it's it's a lovely addition to the French Quarter, and still. It's out there. It's hovering out there, maybe for the big event at the 20 TV house at Christmas. I will bring beignets. Well, good, because uh, we can I always mean, use them. Crab meat beignets. Ever- oh, crab well, meat beignets. even that is uh, something a lot of people yeah. like. Um, so let's see. What else is on? Oh, it's liver and onions, Tom. Yeah. Well, I think the way it's written. Liver it's a, and onions. You get the uh, un, uh, your liver and onions first, and then you go in with the rest of the meal. Make, um, make pate out of it. No, apparently yesterday, I guess, but you said this is sort of a fluid thing anyway, but was National Liver and Onions Day. Um George Minot. I wonder if that's like Minot, Oklahoma. And if he was one of the that would be my guess on that. Born but today what, in 1885, so it's entirely possible that that is named uh, after him. Shared the Nobel Prize for Physiology and Medicine in 1934 for developing an extract from liver to treat pernicious anemia. You know what? I think it should be a law about your almanac, that you not get into such things in the almanac, especially as I start reading through it and I get into the point, I go, I don't want to talk about that. I don't want to hear that. (laughs) Anyway, liver and onions. Love it. Yeah. We have uh, (laughs) We have about a half a dozen restaurants in the city that do it. I know. I was about uh, to say, who eats liver and onions and where do they eat them? Well, Where do they uh, eat it? The, the, the place that comes to my mind right off the, the bat is that one out there in Metairie, uh, 
Furies? Furies. Yeah. They do it once a week. Manali's uh-huh. was doing it. Uh, they do as, have it. Yeah. They, they do have yeah. it. That, for um, a long time. Yeah, I think they still do have it. Um, you talk about the veal liver lionese with bacon and onions at Clancy's with mm. a side order of Great grits. dish. That was uh, Gerard, Chef Gerard. Yeah. Came I up didn't with know that. he was there. Gerard, that's a different Gerard. Gerard Crozier was there? Gerard, Gerard Crozier. That's was that he, Clancy's? No. No, no connection. No. No, no connection. I, no, I said Clancy's, not Crozier's. Crozier's, yeah. Okay, yeah. no, I said Clancy's. Clancy's. Clancy's has a lionese with bacon and onions, yep. liver. Yep, yep. Yeah, who else has liver and onions out there? Not and too do many you places. And eat it? Is, well, I'm asking them. 260-6368. If you would like to call in and tell us where you have had liver and onions lately, and is it something that you look for? I would imagine that people who like liver and onions seek it out. Because mm-hmm. you do have to kind of seek it out. It's not yeah. something that's everywhere on a menu, for well, sure. The advantage is that uh, onion, all of that stuff that uh, comes onions, together, the yeah. liver and onions, uh-huh. cooks pretty easily and quickly. So yeah. you can get it in the in the uh, pan, sear it off a little bit, and uh, throw a little bit of liquid in there to give you a sauce, and then there it is. It's done. And you eat it, and you love it, unless, you know, you're... you're you have Unless a problem. you don't eat it, because yeah. I don't, I don't eat it. No, not surprising to anyone, I'm sure. <laughs> that then again, you're a vegetarian, aren't you? <laughs> you know what? I would say that was a joke on Tom's part, but it may not be. And to that, I would say thirty years, Tom. Thirty years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> seems to be headed that way. So buttermilk uh, sky is something that you have here. Music to eat biscuits by Old Buttermilk Sky by the K Kaiser Orchestra with vocals by Mike Douglas. Oh my mm, goodness, isn't that interesting? Mike Douglas did that. But yeah, he was a singer. I didn't know that. Yeah, he so, he he did a great song uh, called Mike Douglas. I used to like his talk show. Yeah, you know, he yeah, he was a, a talk show guy, and then he became yeah. A I thought singing. he was a good talk show. Host. He was a an, uh-huh. did a lot of singing. Yeah, um, I guess you can do both of those things. Marie Osmond uh-huh. is now on the talk. Anyway, it was a number one hit today in 1946. A buttermilk sky, buttermilk is like sky. a mackerel sky covered with bigger rounded little clouds. I can't remember the lyrics I thought, anymore. I thought your... you were going to talk about buttermilk. So this yeah. is so gross. <laughs> buttermilk? No. No, there was an avalanche in the pantry, which is overloaded. And so I decided for Thanksgiving. Oh, our pl- ours, ours. Yes, oh, ours. I um, so I decided that we have, we have a refrigerator in the pantry. And so I decided that um, that I would, before we do another party or a bunch of cooking like we did for Thanksgiving, and this is something I really should have done before this Thanksgiving because it's really hard to be looking for things and to know that they're in this big pile of stuff but you don't really have time to excavate it, and so you just keep going, but you're really missing something that you need. Which you is start what happened, sooner is what you need to do. Which is what happened for Thanksgiving. Yeah. So anyway, so I decided after it was over that I was going to excavate this situation. And so there was this, this smell that was 
really disturbing. And I thought, oh, my goodness, I don't know what that could be. I'm, I'm frightened about this. And so when I moved a couple of things around, I, uh, I, it, was, it was worse. And it occurred to me when I found this half gallon mm-hmm. of buttermilk or maybe a quart of buttermilk. There always seems to be one in the refrigerator. There's like 15 of them yeah. is the problem. They're always there. I don't yeah, know where, they're who just puts there, it there. They're everywhere. So, so what happens is we have buttermilk, and then we use half the buttermilk, and then Tom, who swears up and down that buttermilk can never go bad, trust me, it can. Um, I, I guess it came out of that refrigerator and just never did go back in. And so it turned out that the horrible smell was buttermilk not that mm. anyone really needed to hear that story but um but it's it's been thrown away now but we have to go through all of those buttermilks and do something with them buttermilk not about uh, it's like a you could do like a coffee cake no that, that's... i'll make you a nice coffee cake Tom. <laughs> I, I actually uh, use that occasionally in the cheesecake Oh but no! Not, I hope you didn't do it. In not the last often. Cheesecake, it's the same. There, there, no, it there wasn't. There are buttermilks of various degrees uh, in our house that really need to be gone through. Anyway, two six zero six three six eight is the number. Britney Spears was born in Kentwood in nineteen eighty one, and you were wondering if she likes asparagus. You know what? We do. I meant. I meant I was trying to figure out what that meant, and then I realized Spears. Okay, um, you know I bought some asparagus when I was at the store for a last-minute run before we cooked Thanksgiving stuff, and they had those little tiny thin spears of asparagus, little babies. Yeah. Which I always buy because they look good, and I think, oh, I'm going to make some asparagus, even though I don't even like asparagus. Mm-hmm. But I bought them thinking that we should take some to Thanksgiving. Well, they're in the refrigerator. They're probably never going to get made. But I, I think it's because I just don't like asparagus. Could be. You I've, love asparagus, though, don't uh, you? I, I love it uh, gently. But it's it's not a big, big deal for me. But I do like it. And, and if you ever uh, go out uh, west and find yourself a place where they're raising it, you it'll blow your mind what that looks like. Yeah. What you have to do to make, uh, to raise Asparagus. They're not anything like what you thought. Where is that, Tom? California very widely. Yes, but I'm other sure. places too. Our 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 food basket. I like asparagus. Which one? In Italy. Yeah. Why is that, do you think? Why do you like asparagus in Italy? In Italy only. Uh, they would uh, put a good spin on it, and in fact, uh, over the years, we've had a few restaurants here that have done kind of Italian style. I find their style. asparagus less woodsy. Less woodsy? Mm-hmm. Okay. I think asparagus is woodsy. That's what I don't like about it. When uh, when Chef Duke was still around in the French Quarter, mm-hmm. he had something along these lines, asparagus and Italian stuff. No, I like it, an asparagus It was the best thing soup. he did. I like I asparagus thought. soup, like a cream of asparagus soup. I can definitely do that. Mm-hmm. That's about the only kind of asparagus that I really like. I don't know why. I just, uh. it's, not, it's not a flavor that I enjoy. 260-6368 is the number. You're listening to WWL 105.3 FM HD2. 
It's going to be kind of a cold night tonight. Be ready for that. But it's kind of getting kind of cold in some other places, too. Two six zero six three six eight. Uh, we're always open for anything you want to ask or tell. Oh, just call call that phone number. It's been beautiful it's, weather this Two six zero six three six eight. Yeah, yesterday we uh, went to dinner, you know, lunch at the uh, a Lake View. Right? I love that place. I love it. Love it. Love oh, it. You know, you would think we would have more restaurants that overlook Lake Pontchartrain there when there are very very few of them. We went to well, one. It's a heavily of them. residential area. Yeah, but still, I mean, it's uh, it, there's a lot of Place, places where you can park a car, and uh, and then you've yeah, got this no huge, huge like view. That. Let's see. There's <clears throat> Rips. Yeah. There's Lake House. Lake House, which is uh, there's that pretzel place. Um, what's the name of that place? Pretzel. Anybody know the name of that place that's right next to? Um, Gosh, I'm, hmm. I'm totally drawing a blank on that. But it's the same people that own the old Iron Rail Brewery. Oh, I'll have to think uh, of it. Anyway, yeah, it's uh, yeah. it's like a German pretzel right, and yeah, beer kind yeah. of place. So pretty close to the... Uh, Very limited <clears throat> menu, all yeah. about the beer. Um, it is that. And then there's the place that's right behind that law office on the corner of Gerard and, um, and the lakefront. And that is uh, a beach house, just like a sh- you know beach shack with that kind of food. But the lake house is just so wonderful. It's just, I mean, I okay. It's really I, good at night too. We hardly ever go. I there definitely that, have yeah. buffet proclivities. I will say that. Yeah. Um, Why but, would that be? What what advantage do you have if you're getting your food as much as you want? Well, it's not so much as much as you want. It's what you want. Well, You can do it exactly what you want. Like yesterday, there was this gigantic buffet with, I don't know, six or seven dishes. And they had a soup and they had salads and they had um, some hot food and dessert and they had an omelet station and a carving station and what I got was an omelet with every imaginable vegetable and some bacon and that was it I didn't even get any of the flank steak on the carving station Mm. so essentially I paid buffet price to have breakfast which is what it was. Now, of course, now, th- to be fair, we did eat more than that because Pete, when he sees Tom, will cook some stuff for Tom just for fun. So Tom... He's a great chef. Tom, he is a good yeah. chef. He's a really good chef. So he didn't eat anything off the buffet. Tom ate his own thing, which was like a creamy Rockefeller spinach base with fried oysters on it. And then a filet mignon sliced with fried oysters over a demi-gloss and some kind of creamy sauce. It was all really, really good because Pete is really good. But, oh, wait, I did have two chicken nuggets. I had two. They had, like, little ball chicken nuggets, like the kind you get at Wendy's, only twice as big and ten times better. Mm-hmm. Um 
But what I love about it is it's just such a wonderful environment. The weather was beautiful. We were eating outside under an umbrella. There was jazz music in the distance, and by that I mean two tables over. Uh, kids were scampering around. People were swinging under the oak trees. There was a lot of activity on the road right in front. The light was dancing. The sunshine was dancing off of the lake. And it was just a wonderfully pleasant place to be. Mm -hmm. And I've said a million times, I'm all about the atmosphere. But, you know, it's it was delightful. So, no, it wasn't about the buffet and how much I could eat because I didn't eat that much. But it was about... I mean, I didn't even, I didn't even get any of the cheesecake. The uh, he does a Ooh, crab he. meat. Oh, this Pete. is still Pete. Yeah, Pete does a crab meat and shrimp cheesecake, which I'm going to try for Christmas. I've been threatening to do that for a while, but I'm definitely going to try it for Christmas. And well, you um, did that for Thanksgiving once. That's the first place I ever saw that. Really? Yeah. I don't even remember <clears throat> that, but. Um, but I really definitely do want to ask him for his recipe for that. But I didn't even eat any of that, and I love mm. that. It's just that it was just about being there, you know. And Well, you'll get another, another chance. No, I know. I mean, as often as I can. But I, I really do love being there. Anyway, that was what we did for lunch yesterday. That was the only meal we had because there's something about a buffet where the omelet that you get is going to be three times larger than the one that you would cook for yourself. So mm -hmm. we were kind of full. But anyway, it was a lovely, lovely time. I just had a great, um, a great lunch with my sister, nice place whose to go. birthday was yesterday, and um, we went to Desi Vega Steakhouse in Metairie. Still real good. I love that place for you know it's like there's not a lot of places of that caliber in Metairie, mm -hmm. and it's really nice to go there and have that real quiet white tablecloth experience it's not expensive although they did get smart they did have this crab meat louis salad that was some obscene price of 16 dollars, where it was a buttermilk dressing their buttermilk dressing is fantastic yeah that's good. a that's a classic delicioso anyway it had uh crisp lettuce and um and some hearts of palm and uh this great buttermilk dressing, and then it had crab meat on it, too. I think a hard-boiled egg as well. And I, uh, I used to always get that there. And I went to get it today, and it's not, it's not mm. $16 anymore. They got smart. <laughs> oh, well. It's now $12 without the crab meat. And with the crab meat, it's an extra $12. So that salad went from 16 to $24. So I did not get it today. Rats. I got, um, I got a shrimp remoulade, which I've never gotten there. No? And it was very generous. It was $16. And it was five or six very large shrimp in a great, Remoulade sauce over a bunch of shredded iceberg lettuce. It was absolutely plenty enough to eat for lunch, and it was really, really good. And my sister got, she loved the amuse. I told her that this is the best amuse in town, 
and it is always the same. And it's something, you know, it's like you, you go to a restaurant and they're doing great things. It's mm -hmm. a delicious restaurant. But still your favorite thing is the bread. Oh, yeah. People at can't. Or in this case, the amuse at, at Desi Vega. And they probably get insulted to hear that because these are kind of their throwaway things. But if it's really good, then it's really good. And you would go someplace for whatever it is, you know. So the meatball, Desi's grandmother's meatball, is the standard amuse there. And I just get so titillated when one is coming to the table because it's really that good. Hmm. So my sister agreed with that, and she got the meatball poor boy. She wanted more of those meatballs, so she got the meatball poor boy. And uh, it comes with homemade chips, which are also very good. And it was a lovely meal. And then I realized, wait, after we had already paid the check, I said, you know, this is your birthday lunch. Let's see if they do a, a dessert here. And they did. And so... Um, so she had a piece of cheesecake, which was a gorgeous, gigantic piece of cheesecake. And um, it was, they said a chocolate cheesecake, so I was expecting it to be an actual chocolate cheesecake, but it was not. That's what you need to do, Tom. <clears throat> the next time you do a cheesecake, make it a chocolate cheesecake. You've never done okay. that. You've done I, I never have. You're yeah. right. Well, you don't like chocolate, so. Well, I'm, I don't like it the way that chocolate fiends like it. Because <laughs> uh, that's... Chocolate fiends are a special breed. Yep, yep. They absolutely are. Uh, and I, uh, I readily admit to being one of them. 260-6368 is the number. We're just, you know, sitting Goofing around off. Yeah. doing the usual, talking about food. Tom, while you were talking to me earlier, the Carnival Cruise Line ship, and it I left? don't even know what it is. Oh, it's Monday and Thursday that it goes out. So it's probably yeah. the one that does go out. I yeah, don't know to the which Caribbean. One it is. Yeah, it's like a three or four day cruise. I've never been here on a Monday before, no? though, so I've never seen it go out. But it, it went. It went, I guess, at four o'clock. Something like that. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, you can almost always uh, hear it because they have this. Uh, uh, sound that's a very deep sound and they repeat the it so and the, the horn it's really loud the horn yeah very loud but it's really loud Speaking and really low yeah there's a new caribbean inspired restaurant in town there is where is it it's called nola kai nola kai so it's got a new orleans swing to it well, it's it's uh, it's New Orleans the the Cari the Caribbean connection to New Orleans, mm. and it 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 um, it features those connections, mm. and uh, it's it's in a very cool spot. It's not, I don't even know if it's really open yet. It's going to be open in the next day or two. If it's not open, they wanted to open yesterday, but you know how that goes. Mm. Um, it's right. I don't know that street. But it's um, right behind uh, Noki, the New Orleans Center for Hospitality oh, or uh -huh. whatever. Yeah, yeah. Whatever that street is, the cobblestone street that shoots Saint, off of Howard. St. Joseph's. Oh, thank you. That yeah. is that. That's mm -hmm. exactly it. Yeah. So it's on the corner of St. Joseph and I want to say Barone. It's Barone. That's it. It's Barone and St. Joseph. And it's a very cool place. It's got these 
um, little penny tiles that are original to the building. Penny tiles. Didn't she used to? She was do... a girlfriend of yours, wasn't she? No, well, not no, not for long. Oh, yeah. It's just yeah, they never are. <laughs> Tell me about it. <laughs> <laughs> Six three six eight is the number. There's those tire treads across your back again, Tom. WWL 105.3 FM HD2. Ding. The food show. And here we are. You know, we're, we, uh, this uh, is here every day, Monday through Friday, sometimes even on the weekends. And we talk about eating, restaurants, cooking, wine, and the entire range of all of the good stuff. And if you uh, know what tastes good, and you know what kind of salad is uh, the best kind and the the place to go to get really good service, uh, and you're not quite sure what the answers are to all those questions, call us, and uh, we will uh, not only give you a few ideas, but we will get more of them from our listeners, because they are always stoked with very many good things to say about dining out and dining in, in or out, and uh, this is... Right now, the holiday season, so there's plenty to be discussed. Two six zero six three six eight. Hi, Steve. Hello. How are you? How did Mary Lee's cake come out? She didn't I do don't it. know. You ask her. <laughs> it didn't come out. She didn't do it. Oh, she didn't do it. Okay. No. Okay. Also, uh, that those TV shows with uh, Martha Stewart and Emerald. Uh, on Channel 26, mm-hmm. 3. Uh, I seem to be about 10 years old because I've heard them mention dates occasionally. So it was uh, 2009, 2010. Mm-hmm. When, so, uh, well, but, then she probably mm-hmm. looks better than she does now, but she still does look pretty good. Emerald, yeah, that's I think she's. Yeah. No, yeah. yeah. Emerald's really, his hair is really thinning, which I think <laughs> tends to age you quicker. It does. Uh, anyway, I've not heard much about injecting turkeys with a big, big old horse needles. I, my niece always does, and her father did before her. Uh, and I'm not especially crazy about injecting yeah, you know, like with those cheating. big needles. Seems like yeah. cheating, you know. It well, I just it. think that you get a, a, a slice of turkey, and part of it is injected, and the rest right. of it isn't. Exactly. So, yeah. Yeah. So, it doesn't and really I guess spread many, out. many people aren't doing it anymore. Although I forget what grocery store I was in, they had a whole table of injector. You know where they where you got the the cord of of injection yeah. fluid and and it came with a with a big needle so it's funny how things are trends you know uh yeah the the big fried turkey trend was a few years ago the turducken was even longer mm-hmm. ago than that and i yeah. think people are kind of gradually coming back to the fact that a roast turkey can cannot be beat yeah you know yeah. anyway how was your thanksgiving with your 50 people well, it was only 40-some. We knew a, a bunch of them were going away, mm-hmm. uh, so it ended up only being about 45 instead of 55. And your bread was a big yeah. hit? Yeah, yeah, it was, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, I hope and to I have s- a report on the gluten-free cake next time, but uh, the Fitzmorrises were so... 
I don't know. Um, ambivalent about what Thanksgiving would bring this year that nobody really did anything until Wednesday night when we went out to get things. And yeah. it was really hard to find things that late because we'd never waited that long before. And then, um, and also Mary Lee was sick over the weekend. So um, she didn't get up early enough to do the cake, which is a good thing because there wasn't really room for her to be working in the oven either. So it yeah. was sort of, um, let's just say it was a slacker Thanksgiving in the Fitzmorris house. Yeah. Oh, if you uh, if you must, but that seemed like we had a pretty good bit going on. But uh, you know, yeah, she did. Instead of the cake, you know what she did? She did um, cheese biscuits. She did a cheese bacon biscuit. and cheese biscuit. She used her buttermilk biscuit recipe and put a lot of crumbled bacon and a whole lot of cheese, and they were really great, really great. Yeah. So that was her contribution. Okay, and you did make your um, crab uh, cheesecake? Tom made a satsuma cheesecake, but it didn't look like Tom's cheesecake. No, it didn't because there was... a mere shadow of its former self. There was something coloring the top. There was something missing from it, uh, but we I I discovered that there were a bunch of things missing when I was putting it all together. Like, I, I have a kind of a mental law that if you need some brown sugar... Don't bother to go to the store. You've got plenty of it in your pantry. I'm telling you, you, you don't even have to ask. It's in there. It's well, we jammed We don't know what's it. in our pantry, but I do have a better idea after I excavated. Oh. Um, the, the cheesecake was sort of a culinary metaphor for Thanksgiving. It was a mere shadow of its former self. Tom's Thanksgiving uh, cheesecake is generally speaking about Three and a half inches high. This one was an inch high because because yeah. we we made them get out of the oven and so it kind of caved. Yeah, in. that's what happened. It's still that's, really yeah. good though. It tasted really good. Yeah, and I made up yesterday. My niece had her Thanksgiving dinner because they work in twenty four hour operations, so she had it on Sunday instead of Thursday. It's four um, four 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 four. Yeah. Thank you, Tom. So uh, she. Um, Oh, I made a peanut butter pie, which I hadn't made in about 10 years. Ooh, was it good? And everybody loved it, yeah, mm. yeah. Now, and, and believe it or not, I, I made it with confectioner sugar, and I had to go to four grocery stores before I found confectioner yeah, sugar. Wasn't I wasn't everything sold the, out? It was like a run on the bank or something. Yeah. There was nothing and, on the shelves. And I yet to figure that out. If you're going shopping for Thanksgiving, you think you would go shopping two or three days before so you can get your frozen turkey and thaw your frozen turkey out mm-hmm. rather than at the last last Wednesday afternoon, uh, you know, for... Uh, that was us. Wednesday afternoon, evening, we went and there was nothing on the shelves. Yeah. I had to get. I mean, how do you thaw your turkey out? Well, we didn't do the turkey this when, year. I know, but I mean, you know, what I'm typically people are going out to buy a turkey and then all the things they need with it. So why are you doing it on a Wednesday afternoon? You should do it on, you know, Tuesday yeah, at right. least. Right. Yeah. No, this was definitely. Uh, I learned a few things of what happens out there in in the rest of the world land. Our Thanksgiving has been like a week's worth of preparation in the past, and this was, you know, kind of what 
a, a lot of other people do. And yeah. I thought, you know what, this is not for me. We're going to do this earlier next year. And, you know, everybody freaks out now about, you know, that you have to let the the turkey defrost in the refrigerator, not leave it on out on the counter overnight. Brine it. That's yeah. what you need to yeah, do. Brine it. That's true. I threw a couple in of your nice brining chest. things away in the excavation, by the way, Tom. Um, yeah. The the crust on your peanut butter pie, what was it? Uh, it was chocolate graham crackers. Oh, are there? Th- they make chocolate graham crackers? Yeah, I bought it at the, at the, okay. at the grocery store. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, we're going to oh. have to. Uh, Mary Lee was thinking about making a ganache tart, which I would consider doing next time. But we have to make some shortbread cookies to crumble before we make the tart crust. So that might yeah. be our project for next time. And does Mary Lee listen to the to the radio broadcast every day? No. Why? No. <laughs> I just wondered. I mean, her name comes up often, and I I can just hear her in the background going, Are you talking about me again? <laughs> no, she <laughs> finds it too painful. <laughs> it's too painful. I made her listen to it one time just because I was saying something, and I wanted her to hear what I was talking about. And yeah. she decided that it wasn't nearly as painful as she was expecting it to be. But that doesn't mean she's looking for it. So, anyway. She tends to stay away from us, if at all possible. All right. Thank you, Stephen. Okay. Thank you. Bye-bye. 260-6368 is the number. Mm -hmm. We're talking about uh, Thanksgiving wrap-ups. If you have a great story about Thanksgiving, we'd love to hear it. Also, looking ahead, because it's time to look ahead to the holidays. It usually is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What uh, what sort of holiday plans do you have? What oh well, holiday uh, parties. Should I'm we talking start? Talking to them, Tom. Oh, I'm. <laughs> but go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. Tell us what are your well, holiday plans? Well, nobody else was talking, yeah, so I figured ahead. I should. Go ahead. Um, I'm uh, already thinking about um, uh, what you uh, drink while you are uh, putting up your Christmas tree. Oh, eggnog. Eggnog. Yes. Yeah, and uh, starting oh, to come up with some variations on that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, just we're, then we're into the, the whole scene and we start getting uh, gifts and things. You think mm-hmm. that'll happen? I keep of wondering. Of course, Tom, you're going to get gifts. You're the only you one think? that gets gifts. Really? Oh, uh, we'll have to fix I that. I did something completely. Yeah. What out was of it? Character this weekend. Something completely yes, of character? I was one of those people online buying things before Cyber Monday ended. Oh. I've never done that before. What is but that I like a, it. <laughs> what, what do you like about it? I can see it? what everyone likes about it. Um, what do I like about it? Well, it's a lot cheaper, for hmm. one thing. And, um, and I saw, quite by accident, I saw some, uh, we got a crate and barrel catalog which I love to look through just because I love the interiors of, you know, the photography. I'm not really even looking at the products, but I like the houses that they're photographed in. And um, I saw this, I saw these adorable little, little plates for my little guys. And so I ordered them for them to eat their, to eat their sausage. (laughs) I was thinking hamburger, season. but uh, here they and are then again. I, and then I, uh, I got carried away and started buying other stuff. And then I thought, well, gosh, if that was so good, let me order some things that I regularly order. 
at Cyber Monday prices, which I did. So, but don't worry, you've got gifts coming, Tom. I haven't Me? bought them yet. Oh I haven't bought God. them yet. Tom wants a, a, a coffee maker for Christmas, um, something that we gave him two years ago, which sat for two years. I couldn't figure out how to make it work. Yeah. Well, so what makes you think that you would be able to do that with another one? Because I've uh, been no point running in into a lot of these things, and they always seem to work now. Well, that's because when you go to California, they work because they make it for you. And then, that must be it. And you, you get all excited about their coffee situation there, and then you want to do it at home, but then you never do. Anyway, Tom had this um, Tom had this Pyrex glass saucepan, a small little Pyrex oh, I glass like that thing. saucepan that you were warming it's all coffee a glass. in yeah. for a while. And it had this coffee crust in it that was like cracked earth and every now and then I would take a razor blade and clean that out and it had just like this base of coffee every day and then we got a microwave which we haven't had in something like I don't know six years and so Tom went back to doing his coffee in the microwave and so now I've been able to almost get that pot back to its original state. But we did the glaze for the ham for Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. And there must have been some coffee in there that was imparted. Oh, the, the glaze that you make when you the make glaze. the when you, yeah. when you do the, the, uh, the ham, it's so in, immovable. It, and it gets into everything. That's why I always tell people, get a throwaway container of some kind when you put this in the oven because if you don't there's going to be a very thin film of irremovable uh of crust black crust, crust yeah uh, and uh, you'll sugar, never get it loose burn sugar you, yeah so uh we did that and made that change and uh but it takes so long to get a cup of coffee going that it just uh, yeah. gets under my skin anyone who's ever wanted to know what the uh, root beer glazed ham looks like there is a picture of it on nomenu.com today in the Thanksgiving wrap-up for the Fitzmorris family. Oh, it's a I didn't even see that shiny large scored globe, and it it's black, sure is that. black, black. Two six zero six three six eight is the number. You are listening to WWL one hundred five point three FM HD two. And we are talking about the usual, just food and such, things and having to do with it. food. Tom, you, there's something in your almanac. Yeah. Which I've never heard of. Oh, what is it? And it's called a, a cocolon. Uh, it's called a, and, that, and it sounds yucky. Uh, that, it's, it's, um, it's I know what you're talking about. It's a cocolon. A what? A coal cannon. Coal cannon. Like coal cannon. Coal cannon. That's, oh, how that's what it is. Coal it's, cannon. <laughs> it's a. It looks like coal cannon. Oh, it's uh, it's an Irish uh, yes. tradition. Yes. And Further proof that Irish don't know how to eat. Go ahead. Well, you know that they're they're getting better at it. It's hearty. It's hearty food. Hearty hot Irish dish made of cabbage, leeks, mashed potatoes, butter, 
salt and pepper and served throughout the year as a vegetable side in traditional Irish homes and, and restaurants. And especially on St. Patrick's Day. Well, sometimes other vegetables or even meats are added to it, like ham, carrots, onions, and bacon. Every housewife has her own version of Colcannon, and it's been compared with British and Welsh dishes, but the Irish claim it as their own. I'm sorry, I know we had the Irish lady on who's quite the gourmet, but I'm still underwhelmed by Irish food. Oh, well, you, you know, they have other customers they can work on. Well, anyway, it's uh, it was a little bit. Um, I, I I will say this though: is shepherd's yeah. pie of Irish origin? British. Oh, okay. You have uh, you have uh, that's really good if you do it right. Not the kind you get in the school cafeteria. Yeah, it's uh, there are several different kinds of doing it, but uh, everybody's got a different well approach I, to it. I make a pretty good one based on the one that you taught me how to make. Also, if you take a look at that word and you start what, looking around pie or cold shepherd's cannon? pie and uh, shepherd's pie in particular and there's uh-huh. there are other things that you can make shepherded with anyway you uh, when you when you start messing around with uh, with that you realize at least if you think about it at all that all along the um, the uh, Mediterranean, no matter where you go, starting in France, uh, Spain, France, uh, the the Middle East, uh, Greece, uh, you know, all along there, you will find something that is a layered uh, combination of of uh, uh, meats and and vegetables of various kinds. And they uh, they look a lot alike and they taste a lot alike, but they're all over the place. And it makes me think that all of the um, people who originally start, cooked for people who live in the Mediterranean were buying into a long-term deal. Well, the Turks, that's a, a good point. Thank you, Doug. Because they were on everybody's land. Uh, oh, they were yeah, everywhere, yeah. for sure. Um, the... Uh, the mac and cheese that I made for Thanksgiving, yeah. I saved a little bit. I gave most of it to our neighbor, and I saved a little bit of it um, in case Mary Lee wanted some, but she didn't the next day. So whenever I have chicken bones from a rotisserie chicken, I just boil them for like a bone broth. So I decided to make um, – I had some of that, and I decided to make my own little gravy – and I spooned the gravy over the mac and cheese, and it was like having, um, it's like chicken and dumplings. It is kind of like that. Even the dumplings themselves are kind of like that. Well, that's basically what it is, yeah. isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's like it's yeah. like a it's like a gravy soupy yeah. kind of gravy, layered with pasta out pasta in it, and it's protein, it's carbohydrate, uh, shredded and yeah. braised chicken all together in this divinely comfort food kind of situation and I loved it and I had it and I thought this is like eating chicken and dumplings which I yeah which I crave from the bottom of my heart because I'm basically a comfort food person lasagna and it was really really thing. great yeah, when well, you this, think about it. I, I like lasagna but I don't think of it the same way um, I think of chicken and dumplings as kind of a looser thing uh-huh. and um, this was that. Well, was, what I'm saying really is great. if you look at either one of those dishes, 
you'll and you you analyze them visually, you see that they are they're this they have this layered thing and it it mixes up with the starches and then with the well, it with the meats a and everything. Solid mass. Yeah, I mean, it, but and it's that's an interesting a really great thing. thing. And I and Who it's hard love to pasta. Huh? Say what? I mean, I don't feel good after I've eaten a lot of pasta. Oh. But what okay. a way to go, because it's really good. I love yeah, pasta. Yeah, well, that's, I guess that's a good that way of looking at it. That was the problem with our mac and cheese this time. There wasn't any salt in it. I've decided I don't, I don't salt anything when I'm cooking it. I feel like if you want extra salt, you can put it on there. But this time I actually did kind of salt a little bit of the mac and cheese, because in our tester bowl, uh, it definitely needed salt. That's it was one a of those, weird mac and cheese that's one this of those, time. It was very those weird. Those football games, huh? The Fester Bowl? Speaking that's coming of up. Football games. What? That Saints yeah. game was pretty <laughs> was pretty crazy, I have to say. Yeah. Anyway, we are done for the evening, mm. folks. So uh check in tomorrow with us. <laughs> yeah. We were hoping that Timberly would call, but again, work called for them and uh we'll hope to get them on, on Wednesday. Have a wonderful evening, everyone. Thank you. Good night. WWL nice being having fun with you. One oh five point three FM H D two. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.